to hear your favorite funny people paired with wine? Want to just hear them whine about something? Hi, I'm Ellen Clifford. Hi, I'm Sean Buckholtz. We're the hosts of The Wine Situation. That's wine with an H. We've had Morgan Murphy. Drew Drogi. Brian Safi. Charlie Tanners and Camille Knox. Paul F. Tompkins and Janie Haddad Tompkins. Melanie Linsky. They all told us their wines. And we told them about wine. It's totally boozy study hall. So get it everywhere you find your favorite podcast. That's The Wine Situation. Wine Wine with with an an H. H. Cheers! This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Improv Obsession podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Perlstein. And today, well, today I've got an embarrassing thing to admit, guys. Guys, today I realized that I never released this episode with Jake Jabour. See, Jake Jabour is a super funny improviser, comedian. Uh, You'll probably know him, uh, podcast listeners from the Meet Improv, this really great improv podcast that he hosts with Josh Simpson. But uh, I recorded this episode a long time ago, and... I never released it. Now, I was trying to do a little investigation because I wanted to promote Jake's improv tour across the United States he's doing uh, called The Meat Train. If you can find out more information about that, if you go to BoardWalkAudio.com forward slash The Meat Train, although that information will be out of date fairly soon. But if you go to BoardWalkAudio.com forward slash The Meat Train, you're going to see Jake Jabour and Josh Simpson are... Uh, doing an improv tour across the United States with their improv podcast, uh, The Meat Improv. And it's a really great podcast where they bring on improvisers who tell meaty, juicy stories about their life. Uh, and then they do improv comedy based off of them. It's a really great podcast. It's I think it's my favorite improv podcast. I'm not going to lie. So anyway, long story short, this episode never got released, but I'm doing it now. So check it out. Tell Jake how much you liked it and how mad you are at me for not having released it. I think that's reasonable. I think that's reasonable for you to do if you feel that way. Uh, and let me let me uh, do a little uh, n- extra combo here. Uh, I didn't release a couple other episodes. Those are going to drop in rapid succession. So, you know, get excited about that. All right, guys. Well, Improv Obsession Podcast. I guess it's back. I really, uh, really dropped the ball on this one, guys. Maybe it won't. But we'll see. Just listen. Okay, here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Perlstein. Today on the show, we've got a very special guest, Jake Jabour. Hello! Oh, hello. <laughs> uh, I, I like getting very excited than seeing my guests go, oh yeah. Oh, hi. <laughs> uh, guys, you may know Jake from uh, a few things. Maybe uh, Copycat, which is, I believe is a monthly show at UCB. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also We're Glo- Gross with Gilly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Shape Shift. Uh, <laughs> yes. Putty, right? Putty yep, is the host team there. Yeah. Uh, four, three, two, one, which I believe is at the inner sanctum. Is that yeah, correct? That's correct. Uh, and then, you know, just improv around. He's yeah. Improving around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, does that sound right? Did I miss any uh, major uh, things? The meat. Oh, fuck. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe the most important, interesting, and relevant for this medium, the Meet Improv, which is a new podcast. Sure. Uh, yeah. That Jake Jabour hosts with Josh Simpson, where they bring on guests to tell meaty stories about their lives, true uh-huh. meaty stories, and they do improv based off of it. It's a very yeah. good podcast. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank I you really for having it. us uh, on your uh, on Boardwalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. They're on the Boardwalk Audio Network. You can find them at boardwalkaudio.com forward slash the meat. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering how, yeah, how heavy handed I could be with that. No, go for it. Uh, might as well go crazy. We'll do some other extra plugs at the end, too. Cool. Uh, so great. Uh, Jake, thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm excited to have you. Uh, you're such a funny improviser. And I think, <laughs> thanks. I think you're pretty. I, I imagine, at least from talking to you, you seem thoughtful about the whole thing. I don't want to put you on a, too much of a pedestal before we start, but I want to get into it. Great. Oh, great. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so good to hear. Uh, all right. So first off, I guess let's just start. I've been doing this recently, starting with a bit of context. When you, uh, when you introduce yourself to people and they say, like, what do you do? What do you usually say? Oh, that's a... Also, it's also a nightmare question. I'll be honest, but yeah, that's a great question. Um, I have like it's a nightmare question in that I have tried to change how I even ask it Uh because I am conscious for me, like I teach special education, um, but it's not what I do do necessarily right right? like so i will if i meet new people i try and ask like um like how do you survive in la or how do you pay the rent like Uh in a way that i feel like recognizes that like you're not defined by your occupation i Uh, like that yeah i think uh it is it is sort of like weirdly threatening in a way when you go like what do you do for money like explain explain your worth fella yeah uh yeah i hate that and i think like (laughs) yeah i so like i teach special education that's how and i that's how i pay most of my bills Mm -hmm. um but yeah if i tell somebody like what do you do and it's like oh i you you know i improvise uh I, i like to like I now I say like produce comedy mm-hmm. uh and I don't think like in the industry setting necessarily um like I don't but in the sense that like I'm writing it or mm-hmm. trying to improvise or host a show right. or uh so that's kind of what I say so I say like I teach special education and then I like to produce comedy nice yeah that's succinct and accurate yeah. Does That's, it sound pretentious? I feel like it sounds... I don't think so. ...so hard Pro- to do it. Sp- uh, produce comedy? No, yeah. not at all. I mean, honestly, like, uh, I very much change the thing I'd say based on who I'm talking to and okay. the context, because uh, I, I do a lot of things, uh, all of them at a very middling level. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> just like, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I like, I produce advertising and, 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 but like, you know, if I'm like with like, uh, big, big, uh, people in that world, I'd be like, you know, we just, I do post, uh, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it just, it depends on who I'm with. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's succinct and very accurate. So I like that. Oh, uh, okay. So let's, um, then let's kind of go into, uh, improv then. Okay. I want to find out, uh, how did you get, find your way into it or what was your life, uh, shortly there before but like okay. getting into to improv what was that yeah uh i feel like i was very late to it um uh 
I feel d- like everybody feels that, by the way. Really? Like, I feel like if you didn't get to it at 18, everybody in the improv community is like, man, I got in late. Yeah. It, it really, um, there was, we would do like short form games at th- musical rehearsal. So in high school, like, I think I did plays. My mom would like have me try a different activity every summer, every mm-hmm. summer. So like taekwondo, swimming, baseball, uh, <laughs> And one time she had me do theater, right. and that was the only one I like did a repeat of. I think oh. maybe I did Little League, but it was like because the seasons didn't overlap. But it was like I didn't want to do any of the others, but I kept doing theater. That's great. Uh, so then, like, I, it was a small town or whatever, and so in like middle school, I think I like wrote a play, and then the middle school teacher was like the theater director for the high school, and so she had me audition for something uh and i was very bad at singing um (laughs) but like enjoyed the rest of it uh enjoyed putting in the effort (laughs) yeah the effort and like performing and getting attention and things like that right Uh, so i but i really liked doing like the short form games that we would do like during theater rehearsal okay and i was like this is so much fun sort of like end period like yeah. just like cool great uh just like i like some basketball drills right uh, <laughs> yeah. it's like i don't like ladders but i like that one where we like one <laughs> bounce pass it to a layup uh so then um i had seen like whose line is it anyway and thought that that was very funny and really enjoyed that but that was kind of it mm-hmm. uh and then i went to college and they they had the they had our whole dorm meet in like the common room and they had an improv team do short form improv for us. Okay. Like as a, like Like they try and get the freshmen all to get, and they asked for somebody to do it and I did it. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, how brave. I know I did. I was so lonely freshman year. I did like a bunch of stuff that in retrospect, it was like, well, what was I thinking? Like from there I did that. Then I signed up for their newsletter. Then I auditioned for a play Yeah, and I was in one of their plays. Um, and there was, there was a short form improv group, but, and I remember one of the guys in the play calling me to see if I wanted to audition. Yeah. And I think at that point I had kind of made some friends. This uh-huh. sounds crazy, but I just remember being like, I don't think I want to go do that. Like, yeah. I dabbled in this and it was fine, but I think I'm, I've found a different group that I'm hanging out with. Yeah, I get that. Uh, Where did you go to college, by the way? Colorado State. Yeah, okay. Um, Colorado was in my head, but I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I had a friend who moved out here maybe six months or a year before me. And he was like, the UCB has a theater out here. And I saw Sarah Silverman for $5. Uh huh. And that like blew my mind. Like I was like, what? Because it's like Zach Galifianakis came through our town and played in Boulder or something. It was like $40 a ticket or whatever. So I was like, it just sounded so cool. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So I came out and I was like, can we see Sarah Silverman? And he was like, well, she doesn't do it every, like I had no understanding. (laughs) She's just there every night. Five dollars. Grinding it out. (laughs) Uh, And he was like, "That that's when... Uh, it was like comedy death ray death ray yeah. yeah uh and it was like that sold out it was hard to get tickets but it was like he oh, took me to see ass cat i think mm-hmm. and i was like wait this is like 
similar to what I remember from this. Like, I was like, this is incredible. Can I tell you about my high school theater experience? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we went to MySpace and they like interviewed oh, me yeah. for MySpace wow. before Facebook. Uh, and then I was like, I would, I was living in San Diego and I would drive up for ASCAT on Sundays and then drive back down. Wow. Like, uh, I thought it was so, uh, I think like everybody, they watch it and they think it's so cool. And then at the end of the ASCAT, they go, and if you like this and are interested, you can take a class. Yeah. And my friend was a couple class levels ahead of me and I went to his 101 show, I think, or his 201. And I remember seeing like that, like a first beat and a second beat and being like, why are they doing that scene again? It was not funny the first time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just uh oh that's perfect very like it was like wait why are we revisiting these guys like not understanding uh, it uh you just you just uh you just voiced every like 201 student's fear greatest fear of like it wasn't that funny the first time i gotta do it again. i know yeah <laughs> uh, yeah my fear i think yeah. uh yeah <laughs> And it's like, but you could tell that there was a structure a little bit because it's like, they got to be, because I think you see like three scenes and like, I forget, maybe it was a 301. I'm not sure, but it was like basically a Herald and it was like three scenes. Yeah. I can't remember when you start doing it. I think. Yeah. I think it was 301, but I, I, yeah, I I can't remember 201 a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. So anyways, I was like, well, I'm going to sign up for classes and I signed up for a class and I remember before class, it was at the Hyperion Lyric Cafe Yeah, and I was sitting in my car. And at this point I lived in Upland, which is like 50 miles east of here in the Inland Empire. Man. So I was driving out. I was uh, working with displaced youth, like kids in foster centers and uh, mental hospitals and state hospitals. And then I drive out here and I'm sitting in my car and I was like, this, this was so dumb. I could be at home watching television. Like I'm nervous. <laughs> Why would I choose to do this? Sure. So again, it was like signing up for that musical in college or whatever. Like yeah. I didn't have a lot of friends. I was lonely. So I took a risk, uh, which continues to work out for me. Uh, sure, yeah. I do believe in that, I think. So then I took my one one and we had Will McLaughlin. He, had a pilot or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he had to drop. And then we had Julie. Great. And she was like amazing. And after my class show, I remember her being like, you got to stick with this. Uh, <laughs> and I know that she like, I've heard other people tell similar stories. Like, yeah. She is just so supportive. Yeah. And like, she's so great at like finding strengths in you. Yeah. And then being like, keep, doing the thing like yeah. you're good at this thing keep doing it uh and then i took all the classes and that's great yeah that's uh uh getting encouragement like that is very nice and julie is incredible like yeah uh she was she did an, a musical improv class with me like as a student uh and i was like like I'm, i remember thinking like she's very funny she's very good it's not like I'm like she didn't need to do this she could probably just yeah. like she could probably just wing it and be great uh, and then just, you know, supporting the hell out of everybody in every single moment of that class and like being, yeah, just ridiculously generous. I was like, man, I want that. That's <laughs> want so great. Yeah. I love to hear that. I yeah. think that's amazing. Um, well, okay, cool. So, wow, that's a, that is a, a, a fascinating journey. I don't think, I mean, the thing I, I'm just like, I don't think I was afraid of the classes or like, were you like, were like stressed going in? Like. Yeah, I'm stressed. Uh-huh. I'm in an advanced right now. Yeah. And 
like walking to my first advanced class, I was stressed. Like <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, every advance I've taken, every like I went back and took a four hundred one, and I was like, Ugh. like I'm constantly <laughs> like, what am I doing? Oh no! Uh, now you've got me worried that if I'm like blindly confident in a stupid way, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know, I'll probably get it right. <laughs> no, I think it, it probably. I think it works. I think confidence works for some people and yeah. it does not work for me. Par- paralyzing fear also works pretty well. Too. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just like, it is like finding what works for you. Yeah. And that like, I've tried on confidence. It doesn't fit well. Uh, <laughs> and I do like, I just did. We, I was like feeling real great at the end of class. Uh, and we were doing the voicemail opening. Sure. Yeah. And I was feeling great. And I cut off my teammate too early into her voicemail. Yeah. Cause I was like, I got something. And then yeah. I was like, beep and started rambling. Uh-huh. And then I was like, Oh fuck. I don't think I let her get her idea all the way out. Oh no. And then I sat and thought about it for the entire rest of the <laughs> set. Uh, oh, and no. was like, I'll just play, I'll just play supporting roles. Like I felt bad. <laughs> and sure enough, I sat down and Meeks was like, you came in a little on her heels on that. And I was like, ah, oh, I know I did. I'm so sorry. I've been, like <laughs> I've been only thinking about it for a half hour. <laughs> I tried to be confident and it backfired <laughs> and I apologize. And I'm still thinking about it and we'll probably bring it up on a podcast three days from now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, uh, infinitely relatable. Um, okay, cool. So let's, um, in the early days of improv and stuff, um, you know, it. you obviously, you, you had an interest in it or uh, passing or what, at least, you, at least passing when you, before you got into it. Uh, like what, I guess what in those classes did you notice about yourself uh, or the the form of improv that you like liked or you thought you took to it? Did you? Yeah. Um, I liked early on, uh, like, and I, I was trying to explain this to somebody about why I still do it. And I think it's what I like early on about it is like, it is, it is, uh, it removes every, like, trying to make each other laugh is why I almost do anything. Mm-hmm. And improv is just like that boiled down. Like it's like, I don't have to go on a haunted hayride or like, and those things are fine. They're just not for me. Like, uh, I, that's like a weird one, but it's like, people are like, Hey, we should go do this thing. And I feel like the reason we go out and do activities, mm-hmm. uh, the reason we do them with people and less often alone is like, because we want to like share in something with somebody and like, and ultimately for me is like, make that person laugh and have that person make me laugh. Right. And improv is like, what if we, what if we didn't go out to dinner? What if we didn't play a board game? What if we didn't go on a haunted hayride? What if we we... didn't play cards against fucking humanity? (laughs) Yeah. And we just sat here and tried to make each other laugh. And it's like, without it, you know, without it feeling like story topping or any like, um, and it can get that way. Obviously I don't think it's like, yeah. it's always succeed and it's always pure and always fun, but it was like, uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty introverted. Uh, and so improv is like shorthand to let people I want to get to know, mm-hmm. uh, know that I think I like, I think I have interesting ideas or I like to laugh or these, or I, I guess I, f- 
fancy myself being funny or like sure. having a good sense of humor. So it's like, uh, most interactions I have, I feel like are neutral or bad. Like I just don't do a great job of it, but in improv, it's like, there are no stakes. So it's like, Hey, this is a weird thing about me. Uh, and I can express it in this scene that doesn't matter. And the other person can like tell me how, what they think. And I can ask questions and it feels like everything is on the table because the whole purpose is just like, what's going to be interesting and fun. Yeah. Uh, so you can like ask those questions or say those things about yourself. Yeah. And it's all like, it's all like hidden under the guise of like, we're just hanging out. Like this, the goal is just to be funny, right? Maybe this is who I really am. (laughs) So, uh, it sounds like you're some sort of weird, like emotional (laughs) exhibitionist who like is looking for the opportunity. It's like, I I mean, I'd really just like to say who I am and and, and maybe that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's absolutely like, um, uh, man, that just added a whole new dimension to watching you do improv from now sure. on. yeah i was uh, like wait is jake really this person <laughs> yeah i think like um <laughs> the one of the nicest compliments i ever got was uh clay had said something to the effect of like despite laughing through almost every scene you're in i believe your character like you have a commitment that is not grounded in any sort of like acting but is like (laughs) like and it's like yeah because i probably believe some part of what i'm saying or like god uh or i believe that the idea is funny right Right. like um and i think that's what i liked about improv is was was like and all the teams i'm on are with people who i wanted to hang out with and all the people i want to hang out with i want to be on improv teams with like there is no distinction for me of like uh, it's like, how can I, how can I get to hang out with this person? Well, if we can do improv together, I get, that's like my icebreaker almost. Right. Like, here's kind of what I think is funny. I think it's probably hopefully harmless and weird and like, <laughs> great. And then we get off stage and then I'm a mess again. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow. Oh man, we got in it. I love it. Uh, Yeah. I want to, I want to like back you up on this and I'm, okay. I'm just, I'm getting, I'm like digging deep in my heart for, uh, more things to say, but like, yeah, man, I get it. Uh, <laughs> but you don't, but I, <laughs> but I, maybe I don't, no, uh, that's fine. Uh, no, it's, it's interesting. Cause I, I mean, I do know what you, I, I feel like I very much connected like, Oh, if I could just be in an improv team with this, these people, like they'll just kind like, they'll kind of see like what I'm really about. And like, that's hard. Like, I feel like I'm terrible at most first impressions with Mm -hmm. people, uh, especially years ago. I was much worse at it. Um, uh, but like, I'm still feel like I still feel like I'm not good at it. And I remember like, uh, it was actually Dickie Copeland and Sarah Claspel. They were talking to me after a party. Like they, I was leaving like a party thing and they're just like, they're comp. They were like being nice. Like, you know, we really like you. And like, we didn't, we, when I met, I was like, I, when we met you, like, Sarah's like, I did not like, I thought you were such a like, who's this kid trying so hard? And I'm like, I know I come off like that. I don't mean to. It's like, but you're actually like nice and sweet. And I'm like, I know I am. Yeah. Wow. It's hard though to just show that. Uh, so I very much feel that way, but man, it's still hard, but I still feel like it's still hard to just put those teams together and be like, uh, do you want to like get to know me for six months and then you'll kind of yeah. get it. Yeah. It's very hard. It's very yeah. hard. Um, all right, great. I love this. Uh, we're digging into the emotional stuff, mm-hmm. guys. We're doing it. Um, you uh, 
So I guess on the inverse of that, or like kind of what we went into, was there anything that you, when you started doing improv that you were like, uh, I, no way, man, like you're not good at, or you felt like you just didn't want to do, uh, that might be a no, but no. Yeah. Um, I like, it is weird. Like, I, I don't know. I guess I'm always like. I'm not trying to say anything with my improv, but it is like, I would hate if I did improv that said something that I didn't agree with or believe in. Even like, and hopefully the stuff, like I often play like, like a confident idiot, uh, who like, uh, (laughs) like, a like a horny moron. Uh, and it's like, I hope that that comes across as just like, these guys are dumb, right? Right. Uh, But I think that, like, so we're, like, well, I don't even know if I can connect these dots, but it's like, I'm not crazy about doing impressions. Uh Um, Yeah. (laughs) uh, I'm not crazy about uh, having to, like, be an animal, uh yeah 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 i know there there, i know there are like people or improvisers who will like go to that a lot and you're like oh man i feel like i have to do a lot more work to like connect with an animal yeah and i i do wonder like is it is that just me being lazy um but it's hard like and i guess it is like it's just harder for me to have a point of view Mm -hmm. if i'm an animal right uh and then i end up being a talking animal and it's so hard for that not to be the most unusual thing in the right. room and a uh, celebrity is like, well, now you're just, uh, you know, a reference or impression. Yeah. You're or... just like, yeah, you're a reference. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like, Oh, wouldn't it be weird if, uh, I can't Anderson Cooper t- like thought this and it's mm-hmm. like, well, if it's a weird enough idea, it doesn't matter that it's Anderson Cooper. Right. Like, um, so those things I think I tend to shy away from, yeah. uh, um, yeah, I, well, we did that show and I was one of the boondock saints and I was like, <laughs> I oh, won't yeah. even do an accent. And I like, I, I, man, I don't even know if they have an accent that show. I remember the whole time I'm like, fuck, I got to dig deep into my well of references yeah. to make that work. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, and that's maybe on me to just be like, because my favorite improvisers are the ones who like give 110% yeah. even when it's like something outside of their comfort zone or things that they're not crazy about doing. Uh, I assume because I never see them do what I do, which is like, I'm going to like try and wedge my improv into this uh, character or whatever. So I think those are the, the big things, but every, like I love group games. Uh, I like doing an opening. I like yeah, it's like yeah. I have grown a fondness for all of that. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I, uh, I when I asked it, I, like, I don't know that that's a great question because I do feel like in a way you probably wouldn't stick to it, a lot of it if like it's also connected in a way mm-hmm. that like the the pillars of improv are things that happen a lot. It's also connected in a way that's like, hey, you probably just stop doing it if you like didn't like anything yeah. so much that you're just like. No, fuck that. Yeah. Uh, and, and thankfully, like, yeah, playing animals isn't the one of the main things that comes in. Yeah. It's not it's not the trope of like, oh, all right. All you animals get in here. Thank God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you've been coached by 
uh, I looked on your your LA improv coaches thing. Mm-hmm. You've been coached by like a ton of great people. Yeah, uh, that's it. one incredible. Like I always like seeing where people. Uh, I guess improv mind has sort of been shaped. Yeah, uh, that's interesting to me. I don't know why. Uh, no, that's <laughs> super interesting. Like do you, I, I do. I sometimes feel like I'm like, oh, I can kind of see why they're doing this type of thing, and I'm. I, there's no way that's correct. Like there's, but I think like it is. If you are list like, I think it has to. I think it has to influence your improv. And anytime I coach anybody, I always like. Who do, who have you had? Like, what right. have they told? Like, let me know where your background comes from. Yeah. Like, what your knowledge base is. Because, yeah. like, I think it's and it maybe goes back to that Julie sort of impression I got from her, which was like, find out what somebody does well and help right. them continue to do it better. Don't try and like fit everybody into like you're yeah. this kind of improviser. It's like, no, what do you do well? What have you been told? What's your right. experience? What? How do you want to play? Like, right. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, that's interesting. Well, uh, fuck it. Let's get into it because you brought it up. (laughs) Okay. Uh, uh, like coaching and stuff. I, I do a good little bit of that. It seems like you do too. Yeah. Um, and that's, uh, like a constant struggle. I feel of trying to find the right balance of going like, okay, here's what you're doing. Well, do this more, but also things of like, Hey, uh, you guys need to stop fighting a hundred percent of your scenes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and so like, uh, I don't know. How do you fight? Like, how do you personally try to balance that or do? You? Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think it probably comes from my background in education, right. uh, specifically special education, which is like when you get into special education, they're like, you have to measure success differently. Right. Um, and they talk to you about like, strength finding like you're going to have a meeting with these kids and their parents and their teachers in the meeting they generally call meetings for problems not like we all need to get together and recognize how well uh daryl has been doing it's like Mm -hmm. we send a certificate home we don't have a meeting meetings are for like so a meeting can often go like what's going wrong what's going wrong what's Mm -hmm. going wrong what's going wrong and this is like a thing from an even an earlier career in like just social services. And it's like, we would have meetings and we would start with what's working mm-hmm. and everyone would go around and identify one thing that's going well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I carry that with me in my coaching where it's like, uh, I always try and ask the teams after they do an exercise or after they do a set, like what went well for you? Yeah. What did you like? Because I think as long as you're an improviser who is approaching it, uh, if you, like, if you're serious about it, you're always going to be looking for ways to improve. So yeah. you will always leave going, I should have done that. I right. didn't do this. So I think the muscle you need to train is like, I did this well and know that you have that. Like, um, and so when I coach, I'm always looking for things that improvisers do well and do unique to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, And I try and strengthen that and praise that so that they know they have those tools. uh, And they'll what sometimes happens is they'll lean heavier on that. And some of those other things will start to fall away. So uh, it's also about like in a classroom, you want to catch kids being on task. Mm -hmm. uh, And it's about like uh, (laughs) public praise and private reminders. So it's and I think like 
everybody who's taking improv had to go through public education. So they're already have that kind of thing of like, if you call me out for something I'm doing wrong in front of a bunch of people, I will likely go into fight or flight, mm-hmm. uh, even if I'm an adult and well composed, and I'm yeah. going to be listening less to the note than if you say like, "I really liked when you did that. You should try and do that when this comes up." They're going to take that information in a little better, I think. Yeah. Um. So, and it's like it's only I really have to watch a team for a long time before I can start to say like, "I want to steer you guys away from doing this," mm-hmm. or "I've noticed that you've done that." Like. So when I, for a long time, it's just like, you guys do this well. Like, I don't see teams do this. You do this well. Like, yeah. And I try and ensure that like each of my teams carves out their own unique voice. Uh, and I weirdly think that comes from a special education background in that like we prioritize an individualized education plan. And I think that improv is similar of like, you do this very well. You do this. Like I have a team that is great. They have great rhythm and they like to sing. And it's like, that is not my, I can't, if we start with a musical hotspot, I'm, it does not help me warm up at all. (laughs) I can't think of a song while one is being sung. I can't hold a beat but they do it so well. So it's like, we will warm up with that because you guys are good at it. Right. Um, so that's kind of my approach is like, let's find out what you're good at. Improv is so big in what you can do that it's like, I can definitely spend most of my time helping you get better at the things you're good at. And hopefully the stuff that you're not as good at will get smaller. And then if we've been working together for a while, we can address it specifically. That's interesting because I like I I love that of of pointing out stuff that people are good at and leaning into that. I should try that more. That sounds like a fun <laughs> way to do it. Uh, I, I you know I honestly don't know. I, I honestly don't know if it works. I believe I believe you. I do believe you. I do. But I, I don't just know <laughs> I picture. Well, I just picture like I don't know. I just picture sometimes. Uh, the you know coaching or scenes that go bad or whatever, and I'm just like, you know, why, 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 when the things are working, don't you guys go back to it sometimes? You know, yeah, uh, and that so, but I, but I don't know. I mean, I, I, I do see that, like you said, like seeing people shut down or whatever, fight or flight, even in totally rational, like comp, very small notes. I see it happen all the time, mm-hmm. and I feel like, I feel like probably. A quarter, probably a quarter of any notes I ever give are like receipt, like returned with like something of like, hey, like, but I, you know, I like I had to do that. And I'll be like, well, I, I kind of, I definitely want to understand why you felt that way. Uh, and like why we got there. However, like ultimately I still, I still stand by that note or or like whatever it is. Like you didn't need to fight in that scene or that's, you know, the example, like you didn't need to blow them off or not listen to it or whatever. And it it is hard. Uh, I know people are very, I, I, I don't know. I think everybody takes, I think everybody really do take notes differently. Uh, and I've, and I've tried to be aware of that, too, of going like, oh, this person hates notes. Yeah. You got to find the right way to let them hear it. Yeah. And I think that's true, too. I don't think there's a blanket way to uh, give notes. I think like, you know, some improvisers need to be told, I don't ever want to see you do that again. Uh, yeah. Um, but I yeah, I just try and lean towards that. Like anybody who ever puts out any piece of art. 
uh, and they and they put it out for review will uh, zero in on the one negative review, right? Yeah. So much so sometimes that they don't listen to all the positive ones. I know I do that too. So it's like I got to start a dialogue that starts with positivity. And uh, a thing I will often do is like um, feedback sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. it's like positive uh then like uh, no, for improvement criticism yeah, yeah room for improvement and then a positive yeah thing. uh within reason there have right. definitely been things where it's like don't like <laughs> if, if you made your scene partner feel uncomfortable we got to address that on the spot right. uh yeah, that's yeah, yeah. not a thing of like you did all this well maybe next time don't do that it's like <laughs> no no <laughs> no brass talking uh, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah uh yeah i i definitely agree with that um Another thing you said is like you feel like uh, noticing like patterns for uh, tendencies or especially like n- needs for adjustments. You said that takes a while or you want to spend some time with that. Why is that or like why is that a thing for you? For me, it's a thing because uh, I got a note early on from uh, Dominic Dierkes, mm-hmm. uh and he was like, Goal of any improviser is just to reduce the percentage of bad improv you do. Like, he was like, 50% of your shows are bad. Yeah. And 30% of your shows are bad, right? And right. you're never going to have a perfect, you're never going to yeah. bat a thousand. And so I tried to take that into the idea of like, I don't want to, I don't want to use my time focusing on something that may have just been that person's bad thing. Like I need to see it as a pattern of behavior before I, mm-hmm. cause it is improv. It happens in the moment. So it's kind of like, I see you do it once. And I may say like, did we feel the change in that scene or something? Like, yeah, great. Maybe just acknowledge that it happened, but it's like, I have to see it. Cause it's, I guess because I'm projecting for myself where it's like, I would hate if somebody just saw me perform once and was like, he always does that. It's like, yeah. I did it that time because yeah. it's improv and I'm an idiot, uh, <laughs> but I'm not always that kind of idiot. Yeah. So I think like that is part of it of just like, I got to see if that's something you go to. And if it's a, if I think it's a misunderstanding of a guideline in improv or the right. fundamentals, but if it, it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, I did that thing. And it, and then I do, I see it in classes all the time of like someone will get a note and that person will be like, what I was trying to do was, and it, mm. or like, but I thought, and it's like, this is improv, it already happened, it's gone. Right. So like be receptive to the note. Right. And if you're not going to be receptive to it, then I shouldn't be giving it, but I, sh- you should be getting it. So like, right. Uh, how can I get to the place where you're uh, open to receiving the note? And yeah. uh, so I think that just like takes time for me to observe and see like, okay, I think like this continues to happen because I've noticed like a pattern of making this move. Where is that move yeah. coming from? That's interesting. I feel like um, <clears throat> usually I feel like what I'll, I'll find frequently in practice groups, I, I usually coach people in the uh, the two hundred one to like just out of advanced range, and that's uh, that's a fun that's a fun little group to get in because they're young and fresh and they're they're excited and whatever. 
but there, there, I feel like frequently what happens is there'll be one glaring thing that they need to work on right away. And for some reason, I'll see that in all the warm up scenes <laughs> and the first exercise we do. Yeah. And it happens so damn much. And I'm just like, all right, like, I guess that's all we should work on then. Yeah. Uh, and that'll be and that like it's interesting because it's like. I feel like and also I just feel like everybody hates doing exercises and, and like working on one little thing, but it'll, it'll happen a lot as you're just like, all right, this is this is a, this is the skill that we're trying to work on. And I very much <clears throat> very big on like goals, uh, making making goals clear to people uh, so they can kind of celebrate the success as mm-hmm. it happens. Uh, and I love and in a way, like I love working on little pa- problems that I can see that's happening a lot. So I can, but here's what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Here's a way we can like, here's an exercise that's designed that you can't fuck it up, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, and then you can like, hopefully feel the goodness of like, like doing that. the right thing a lot. Like I had a group just the other night that was, it was such a, it was such a tiny thing that they were doing, but it was basically like, uh, defending themselves you know Mm -hmm. you're doing something unusual well i had to do it. it's the only way to do the right thing uh and they're actually they're very clever and how smart they were to like make the unusual thing usual (laughs) like it's like well of course i had to do it i was like damn they're like they're crushing it and i was like okay cool uh you guys have found like here let me just like exemplify this with the three line scene how you're doing this and like really boil it down like does that sound like a funny scene to you like do you guys want to do that scene and they're all like yeah you know and i'm like okay cool cool now do it like this where you just have to love why you did it and they're like oh, okay yeah these are better and i'm like cool so you see why that's better we're yeah. gonna do like 40 of these yeah <laughs> and we're just great. gonna like beat the like shit out of lot. that idea uh and i'm just like you know if you take anything away from that just like measure some successes and just see how you see that in shows and like when you do it the next time just try to measure those and that's i promise great. that'll be more helpful but but i but then again like i do think that it is it does like you say it does suck to go like i mean yeah we had an off we had an off moment you're just some guy in our apartment man i don't yeah. know <laughs> yeah i do like that i think that's good to inform uh yeah i think that's very helpful like to observe it in that moment and then like make course corrections uh, it's it's hard it's hard yeah it's very hard i like that uh it's okay. You don't have to. Uh, but thank you. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's talk. Well, since we're still on, I, I want to do a few more things on this. So, like, um, what I mean, what are other things too that you maybe emphasize a lot, like in your coaching? And generally, I think I think people tend to emphasize things that maybe they learn. So that may or may not be true for you. Mm-hmm. But like, is there anything that you go back to a lot? I mean, honestly, like for me, just accepting that I'm a bad person in scenes is like hard. And I go back to it a lot. Uh, and it's like bad person is general, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, like that I could be unusual. It's, I, it's very important for me. And I feel like I focus on it sometimes quite a bit that it's just like, Oh no, love, love that you get to be silly. Love yeah. It. <laughs> yes. Um, I try and emphasize that, uh, um, like in like be vulnerable out there. Yeah. Uh, except that, you may be wrong uh like have fun in that like, yeah um i i try and emphasize like i i don't want to see anybody win i want to see you both win mm-hmm. you both lose or you ruin somebody's life with the best of intentions <laughs> like i yeah. don't want to see mean improv and that's not to say that there can't be conflicts or yelling but it's like i want you to really love these two characters should love each other in some capacity and that's what should make them passionate. Um, 
uh, I also try and really emphasize you are on, if you if I am coaching you, you have decided that you want to play with these people outside of a class setting. Recognize the difference. This is not class. This is a pickup game at the rec center. Mm-hmm. So like there, I am going to be giving you, pushing you in directions that I would not say like, go and take this back to class. Like mm-hmm. I think that class is like, yeah, invaluable. It's the, but it is class. There is a textbook. There right. is a teacher. There are lesson plans. Yeah. We don't need all the weird That's, things that I was driving right. that week. So, like, yeah. if you're going to be hanging out with these people, and I am so, like you were saying about, like, trying to get teams together and practice, it's like, I am envious of every team I coach. Because it's like, you guys have two hours carved out of the week that says we're going to hang out and try and make each other laugh. And right. it's like, and I haven't had that in so long. <laughs> uh, and I am envious of like what you guys are building together. Right. Um, with, so with that, it's like, I encourage, it's like, I'm never going to see the scene again. You better push it till there's nothing left. Uh, and that was like a ferny note of like, when a scene starts, you're lighting a fuse. And when the scene's over, that should be the dynamite. Like every, like if every scene is two people at a table at the end of the scene, that table should be flipped over. Like Mm -hmm. don't preserve any of these characters. I'm not going to see them again. This isn't class. You can kill them. You're, the guy, the improviser will be in the next scene or the one after that. It's not three hours and it's like, here's your time to be on stage and you got murdered right away. Like right. nobody appreciates that. But if it's two hours and there's five of you, you're going to be up a lot. Right. So like take that game. And if magnifying that game, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. to the nth degree means one of you is dead. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Uh, my other big thing I've been trying to say is like, I think we all have like a bag of blocks that we come to play with and they're all different colors. And I want to see, uh, you can only stack the same color. So like, I want to see eight red blocks stacked. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see three red blocks, two magenta blocks and like (laughs) one crimson block. So it's like. Figure out what the game is. That's why you're on a team. That's why you're doing improv and not stand up is that you all get to bring your blocks and say, like, this is my take on your idea. Oh, this is my take on your idea. Oh, this is my take on that. So, like, eight blocks is like taking that game, that single game as far as it can go, which you couldn't have done with your own set of blocks. Right. Um, I think those are like the big things. Like, I love it. Yeah. That's, uh, that's all really great stuff. I think that, that actually that really accurately represents something I uh, have been trying so hard uh, to distill down uh, of like the blocks metaphor in and like playing the game that is there. And actually that can't comes up a lot in, in pattern game or like coaching people on pattern game is I'm like, don't beat the idea, contribute to the idea. And that's really hard to like get, uh, 
explain it well, but yeah. I, I'm like, I'm going to steal that blocks metaphor because damn, that's great. Oh, thanks. Great. It's because, uh, yeah, there is there is that moment of it's like, OK, like what if it's like a funny waitress? It's like, no, but like maybe it's a funny maitre d and, you know, no, no, no. Like a funny valet is funnier. And you're like, man, just stick with that waitress and like see what else we can yeah. do with her as opposed to trying to beat it. It's yeah. and once you, I really do think like getting in that mindset in pattern game and just an improv changes your game a whole fucking ton right away. Um, that's great. That's really good. Uh, I also like, I wanted, I wanted to, uh, I want your thoughts on this cause you're again, thoughtful on this and it's the education angle of it too is interesting (laughs) to me. My stepmom's a teacher. Oh, okay. We talk about classes and stuff and how that works. So it's, it's interesting to me how, how your mind informs it and also how her mind informs it too. But sometimes I just like, if I'm coaching a group for a little while, especially if they're late for one or into advance, I'm just like, I kind of have a talk with them. I'm like, all right. So like now we're getting serious and if you don't want to get serious about it, like just examine whether why you're here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's OK if you like don't want to get serious and still come to that. But like I'm expecting more and like I need you guys to try and commit and understand that like there will be there will be notes and you'll be like, oh, I'm trying like it's work. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like a certain point, I really do want people to go to buy in. Yeah. To just say, like, I'm willing to put in that effort. I'm willing to put in the extra effort. And if they're not, and again, it's like, and I don't care. Like you, you can totally not do that. Yeah. Uh, if you leave improv, I'll be okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which right. is a, which is a monster thing to say, but you know what I mean? Like if, if you don't want to put in that effort, then man, it's just a lot of time for you. And like, I'll get frustrated. And like the people who do want to put in the effort are going to get frustrated. What do you think of that weird, intense thing that I do to people sometimes? Um, <clears throat> Uh, let's see. It could sound like too much. Feel free. No, I don't think so. I think like, um, I hit like, I think that is a strong approach from a instructor. Like that's a strong instructor's approach. And like, it is not mine. Uh, but like going through being a teacher, especially like, uh, teach for America, like you run into a lot of teachers who are like, um, the time is short and the need is great. Like you mm-hmm. are going to college. This is how we're going to do it. You're late. You don't have supplies. Like uh, you sit outside the class, like you come ready. And right. I, and when you're ready, I will be there every step of the way with you. Right. Um, uh, my approach from special education uh, is always like, meet the student where they're at. Yeah. So like, uh, uh, I have always taken it of like, you don't have supplies. You don't, you're not on time. Great. You're here today. So like, uh, you miss 17 out of 20. Yeah. I write plus three. Right. Right. Uh, so it's like that idea of like, here's where we're going to start. And yeah. Hopefully. And what I like, my goal for my groups is like, let's find out what your voice is. Let's appreciate this time we're using together to have fun. Yeah. Let's make sure that we're having fun and let's get you guys up. Let's like you've been practicing. You've been setting aside your time. The next step is to do it in front of people. Right. Like uh, I and again, like I, there are exceptions to that. Like there are improvisers who maybe need a note of like 
I recognize that you are the funniest person in your universe 90% of the time. <laughs> this 10% is where you share that space. Right. But uh, most, I think, most of the time, or maybe what I see or gravitate towards is the improvisers of the groups where it's like, you've got something great. Let me help you bring it to the surface. Like, yeah. let me find where you're at and say, like, good, great. Let's keep doing that. Let's have this fun together. Like, I I truly love coaching. Uh, and it's so much fun for me. And it's like, I like finding where a group is at and then being like, you guys do this so well. Like, let's do this. Let's have this. Like, I... N- I like being a teacher, uh, but coaching combines what I like to do, which is improvise with like what I do for a living, which is teach. So like leaving a coaching session is like so great for me when it's just, uh, and I, and that comes for me. Yeah. I, and I know that for a fact I've subbed for people where it's like, I am a softer coach. Like, uh, and some, and I think like teams need to find who works best for them. For like, sure. are you going <laughs> to a team that needs to be like whipped into shape yeah. is maybe it will take me longer to get them there. Yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, we can do it. It will take a lot longer than if you find somebody who's like, here's where we start getting serious. Right. Uh, but a team that's like, yeah, that I think is like, we're trying to figure this out and it's an intimidating community or yeah. like, we don't know the ins and outs of it and we've never been on the UCB stage. It's right. like, great. I will, we will get you there uh, and we will have fun along the way. Yeah. But it is going to take a little while. I like that. I think you're right on that. And I do, uh, I know that what I just said before is monstrous. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it, I don't think, I don't think it is at all. I mean, in, uh, a, in a way it is like, but I do think that, um, from random things that I've read or like understood about it, there is a small, I think some people need to understand that they're committing to it. And in a way in like, uh, it's sort of like, uh, they're investing it. I want, I want people to say that they're actually investing in it and willing to put the time into it as opposed to going like, this is a thing that I go to and just like, whatever. Uh, and I think that there is a certain point, for some groups and some people, again, that's a total play it by ear thing. But sometimes people are just like, you know, yeah, you show up and like, whatever. I don't. And it's like, I'm going to get on a Herald time and a f- team in a few weeks and uh, just, well, you know, goof around a little. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to invest in it. I want you to like think that yeah. you're going to put the work in. Uh, but I again, I 100 percent agree that like uh, that that. Uh, the gentler approach and especially for people who are like this is a weird community because it's huge yeah. and like what do we do I told like that's a that's a nightmare that I yeah. don't necessarily envy right away sure and, and I'm free I, every time like you'll I feel like I have groups a lot go like how how are is there shows like yeah how do we do the shows and I'm like oh it's okay guys like yeah. check this out here's a bunch of them and like this is this is a fun like beginner show yeah. and don't worry about this or you know yeah I don't yeah you are not a monster they make movies about your archetype like yeah, yeah. stand and deliver whiplash. remember the titans <laughs> whiplash uh, but it's like that like freedom rider like those are not 
me. Those are not. I am not Denzel Washington and remember the Titans. That's like you get up. I don't. You leave your shit on the like yeah. sidelines. We come to play football. Like that's not me. They don't make movies like that because my like because uh, nobody wants to watch. <laughs> like uh, so, I think like that is absolutely necessary. That's and um, uh, but yeah, like uh, I when I started teaching, I got. Uh, another teacher gave me a, like that Maya Angelou quote. That's like, uh, they won't remember what you said. They won't remember what you taught them, but mm-hmm. they'll remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like, I, I would, s- I can't make a blanket statement, but I don't think that I've haven't coached anybody who I don't think is funny or doesn't have something to offer the community at large or doesn't have an unusual and specific and unique point of view that we isn't worth exploring. I've never seen a scene or an improviser do something where I'm like, well, there was nothing there. Absolutely at all. We'll just throw that away. There's no way to make that better. (laughs) Like, uh, so it it is a thing of like, I don't know why you're doing this, but I think you've got something to say. Um, and for somebody who is like, I think, very cynical about a lot of things, it is the area where I get to say, like, I think you've got value. And I think like you found a group of people and you're trying at something and I hope I can help you succeed at it. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Um, uh, I always ask these the, these questions. These are new questions. Uh, what uh, and it goes along with coaching and stuff i'm gonna start with the negative one to see how you respond cool uh, what do you hate seeing in improv or what when oh. you see it like bothers you uh i hate like i hate scenes where people are mean mm-hmm. uh yeah that's a simple mean but very is not accurate. like a funny choice to me no it's um, not um that's you know i and i like i don't think anything is off limits uh but i think like boy it's it's so hard to do a unique comedic take uh i i have johnny meeks right now and he's always like what's your take on something and it's like if your take on something is like to be mean or to make someone feel small (laughs) or to attack them you know, or for you to sort of like have power or control in the scene. That's so hard for me to find fun. Yeah. Uh, And I think it and I talk to groups about that all the time of like, recognize if you are mean or make that person feel small or you're the arrogant person and you're right all the time, the audience will bristle a little bit. It's not something we generally, it's not warm and welcoming. I think like, uh, that can, I think that style can sometimes work in stand up, but mm-hmm. it's often why stand going to see open mics is a nightmare because it's somebody being mean to a group of people, not the audience, but they're like, what's yeah. the fucking deal with? And it's like, I don't know, like, uh, <laughs> or they're mean to themselves. And it's like, right. ah, like, uh, so that's the thing that like. It's sort of, I mean, and it, it, it kind of what you're saying is it's the opposite of vulnerability. Like by not, by not like allowing yourself the simple way or like the thing that I'm thinking about it, like letting yourself lose in scenes or letting yeah. yourself, uh, 
come off bad or let somebody else look great. Uh, yeah. Let yourself look stupid. And oh, it's like, I mean, yeah, I mean that's right? the thing is I think a lot, like I, I simplify it. I really do simplify it in a lot of terms like this. And like sometimes an unusual character is a stupid idiot that I don't want anything to do with. Yeah. Uh, and I know that sucks, but like, one of us is going to have to play that person and maybe both of us like, yeah, let's figure out a way that we can do it and not be and not be assholes because assholes is different. Like, yeah, I also and like I really do think weirdly like there's a lot of comedy about uh, the people who are always right in a way are straight men. There's a lot of comedy in seeing them get upset. Mm-hmm. It's not them winning and changing anything. It's like them losing. So it's yeah. like we like it's, it's. I think it's like we almost like unusual, <laughs> bad, stupid idiots winning, and like the g- perfectly rational, normal person getting like upset that the world isn't yes. fair. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. So like everybody's losing in that scene, really, if you think about it. So do that. Like that, everybody lose. That's what we want. Uh, and I think like Meeks just talked about the straight person having cracks in their armor. Like yeah. that is fun. Um, yeah. And my move is. If a scene is about somebody in high status or they're being mean to somebody who's an idiot, that the scene, my move is usually to be the second idiot. So now the idiots have the numbers and it's like, if the game, like, it's so hard for me to go like, if that's your game, tell me how it's going to be better than the idea of the loser being successful or the Mm -hmm. loser being happy. Like, why is you being right? gonna be the highest like why is that the funniest idea right and it occasionally it is and i want to see those scenes but often it's like i think it's a funnier choice for you to be wrong uh or for you to be that thing yeah yeah i agree with that uh so inverse of that question what do you love seeing in improv or what's something that you see a lot that impresses your favorite um oh boy uh i i mean like really watching a group mind at work Mm -hmm. is like uh so so great uh and i've been doing an exercise with teams that i coach for a while or that have been together for a while where i call them like team up scenes so we will pick one improviser and they will be in every scene and the rest of the team's job is to set them up for success Mm -hmm. so put them in a position where they do something that you like to see them do or put them in a position where they're very funny at something they don't do a lot and it's never the the goal is never to pimp them into something that they're uncomfortable like singing or like read this long poem you wrote (laughs) like uh play yeah yeah, like (laughs) Play Clint Eastwood. It's like, no, the idea is like, uh, John is so good at getting frustrated and angry mm-hmm. with like when he's surrounded by idiots, mm-hmm. like he just does it in such a fun way. Uh, so it's like, great. Let's see a five scenes of them being like, eh, and it's like, <laughs> I said, like, uh, I said I would lead us, you know, or whatever. Um, so it's like, I I love seeing that. Um, what I uh, this team I coach Cobbler did a scene yesterday that involved an ant. I love seeing stuff that I can't do. Yeah, they had to notify the next of kin that this boy had been killed, and the only next of kin was a goat. <laughs> and I was like, and I told them afterwards, I was like. 
nine times out of ten, that scene does not work. <laughs> but the goat didn't talk. The goat just played a goat. It just <laughs> wandered around buying, and they played it like they played it so straight. They took their hats off. <laughs> they asked for a cup of water. They like stepped into the barn, and they were like, "We've got some bad news." And it was played so seriously and it was so great yeah. uh, and then like and i like seeing two people yell at each other but not to like demean each like i like seeing people get in each other's faces and being like yeah i'm yelling at you because i'm passionate about this right uh, we I, we had a really great one of my favorite scenes i remember with you was it we were arguing about sex Mm -hmm. i don't remember what the the specifics of it were like the argument but we were both using graphic language (laughs) at each other but also yeah we cared deeply about each other in it and it's just like you know i don't know you don't go down on me enough like i i like that it feels like it's an issue it was and that was a very funny scene and i know what you mean like the it's it's the difference between like uh passion uh Passion because you care about somebody and then passion because fuck everything. Yeah. And it's uh, uh, it was a Will Hines note, something to the effect of like, you're not arguing whether or not it happened. Mm -hmm. You're arguing like how it happening affects you. Yeah. And it's like we're not debating the facts. We're saying like, this is how I feel about what (laughs) happened. Uh, So I really like that. I like anytime somebody... really goes out on a limb and reveals something that they don't think is unusual and it's just a part of who they are as a human being on this world and everyone goes like wait what do you do and it's like doesn't everybody and then it's like cool we found something out about that person and they got to like because improv is about embracing and yes anding they get to be like this is the weird thing about me and everyone's like in wait really great we're all on board like let's play that um and i love uh I l- <laughs> I love playing uh with Putty and frustrating Josh uh and like yeah uh, Josh is and we talk about putting Josh in a situation that he's good at man he's like one of the best frustrated improvisers yeah it's so much fun to me uh, with such heat every god damn yeah, it <laughs> yeah it's so great and like uh when the three of us are able to do it in a way like Clay and Waylon and I, that's very fun. I guess this is like what I love to do, which is maybe not the question. No, that's perfect. Um, and I like, I can't help but love to like play the heel. Like, uh, and I've been getting this note forever. Uh, I got it from, uh, Fernie and he was like, I don't, he's like, you lose so well in a scene. Like mm-hmm. you lose so well. He was like, try and take the lead a little bit. Like yeah. try and like direct, like <laughs> take the wheel, uh, lead. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I should do that. And then I went back through other notes. I'd gotten through other <laughs> improv teachers and it was like, you can take the lead on stuff. <laughs> like I, it's like, Oh my God, how often oh, am I going to get this note? Uh, uh yeah that is sort of a nightmare when you realize at least for me when you realize that all of the notes you've ever gotten improv are basically the one same note over and over yeah and over it's like and over oh i wonder if i'm frustrating a lot of people yeah i uh yeah uh 
Yeah, it's, it's so funny. You can't take this note. I pulled I pulled together, it was a few years ago, I pulled together just like all of the like email feedback I ever got and then I was like the class whatever notes and I was like, oh, those are all basically just saying uh, commit harder in scenes. Uh, and then I talked to uh Johnny Meekso, not too long ago, he's like, you know, a lot of people just don't think you commit in scenes. And like, I have a lot of class notes that just say something like that. Yeah. And then Will Hines took a Will Hines advance something. And he's like, you know, you're really good at this. I think you'd be like unstoppable if you just committed more. And I was like, oh, God, Uh, God. why does this happen? Yeah, you got to figure that out. I've never heard. It's apparently and I've heard that note many times. I've never heard it, though. Yeah. Wow. It's a fun one. Um. All right, let's uh, let's wind this down. Let's wind this down. So, can I ask what that teacher question was going to be that we never got to? You like asked about all my teachers, and then I went off on a tangent. Oh yeah, I mean, I guess I was just, uh, I guess I was just asking, like, oh yeah, what are what what's something that stood out to you as far as something that's like important or impactful in the way that you approach scenes? Now, mm. seems like you might have hit some of them. Yeah, but I if think you I feel did. Like, I was just curious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the big one, um, uh, from Josh Simpson gave me one that was, and he got it from Drew mm-hmm. and I've butchered it a bunch, but it's like, what's well, funnier than one bird in your hair, two birds in your hair. Uh, <laughs> and it never fails. <laughs> and it's like, I, at this point I'm only performing in front of improvisers pretty much. Yeah. And it's like, Still, you can surprise a room full of improvisers by doing the same thing you just did. Yeah. Um, That was a big one. And then I had a Curtis Gwynn monocene class and he like, he was great. And I, he like just gave me a very personal note about like, uh, I was like, we did a stretch and share and I complained about how like my grandpa like sings to waitresses i didn't complain that he does it i complain that i can't do it like he (laughs) sings in an elevator and he's very charming with everybody and it's like i can't i don't have that Mm -hmm. uh and then we did a thing or whatever and he's like you don't he's like you may not have that but you have this he's like you do this well right uh and at that point it was like i was so far into classes that and like not seen not where I wanted to be in my improv career or whatever. Right. So it was at a point where it was like, am I doing this well or am I just running in place? Right. Uh, and I think that was like a big one of just like, yeah, you do this thing well. And it was just like, and I think the scene he was referring to was like, I played an idiot in a scene uh, that was like the heel of everything, but it, like yeah. it was a mono scene, so it managed to like help keep pace or something. And it yeah. was like you can and his other big note was like sometimes not saying anything or not contributing is the best contribution. Uh and that was a note about like coming into a scene and then leaving a scene. Or right. like you don't always have to be in it. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. Um something that I've been thinking about recently, uh and I haven't uh, I, I don't think I've ever given like this note uh, due credit or like it's something I actually want to bring into coaching and stuff more too is just like a long I did, I did a musical improv class with Tara mm-hmm. Copeland and Julie Brister and she was great but she talked a lot about like starting scenes especially in musicals uh, much more positive uh, works better it's just like it works better for musicals and 
I was like, and then she was right. Like, it's way easier to sing a song off of something way more positive. And then I just started doing that in other improv scenes. And I was like, man, starting way happier or more positive or just looking for the best in things has made all of my scenes so much easier. It's never, it is never hard to go back down to like being frustrated or upset or angry. It's never hard to do that, but it is much harder to start from something, especially like a blase, like, which is, I think a terrible default that a lot of people go to. It's just Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I don't care. Uh, It's much harder to bring an emotion from that than it is to like go down from happiness or whatever. Uh, and like, that's a great, one. No. that's, I don't know. That's something I've been thinking about lately. I'm like, man, how do I that's just, a good just one. start? Like, just start with like, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it's great. great. Everything's going to be great. Um, all right, Jake. Well, we talked about a lot of good stuff here. I mean, is there anything else that you want to fo- we want to talk about briefly before we do our last couple bits? Like, I mean, there, we are gross is such an interesting show. I think you're a big uh, fan of it. There's the copycat show, yeah. which is the silliest uh, thing I've ever uh-huh. heard. I love it. Uh, Putty's an incredible team. Uh, I mean, thank you. Yeah. I don't know. Is there anything else uh, that you'd like to touch on? Gosh, I would say like, I don't know. I don't know if people are... <laughs> <laughs> listening to this i am like i'm always conscious of my audience uh mm-hmm. and who it might be or not be mm-hmm. so, but it's like the idea that somebody's listening to this for like a nugget of advice is hilarious to me but that's where i wanted to go and i think like all of the things i have my biggest triumphs of improv have always come from choices i made that came out of rejection so like, um, any, like, uh, I had a sketch show at the theater and that came out of not getting on a Herald team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gross was like, I was in a low point, uh, and I reached out to Gilly about this idea, uh, uh, just like a peanut of an idea. And then she like, we developed it together and that's like one of my proudest things. Um, yeah. I like being being asked to be on putty was like i was going to the clubhouse alone by myself to see shapeshift uh Uh, because i was in like a place where it was like i needed to just like enjoy some improv and i knew that show was good uh i like i i didn't uh I got rejected again on from <laughs> again uh, from Harold's, and I re-upped and took a four hundred one, and that eventually led that I got to play with Last Day of School. Yeah. Like, so I think like every time uh, I've like not gotten what I set out for, mm-hmm. I just like re-upped in a different way. Yeah, uh, and it's always paid off. Like, which is maybe a common sense thing, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know that that is. I mean, there is. You get the rejections, or you get the the low points, and it's a lot of, it's a lot of like this weird turning point where it's like either, either I walk away, and like I'm just like, well, I'm not playing anymore, 
Yeah. Uh, and that's a very appealing option. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I really, I honestly really, really feel that it's, yeah, a I'll do that a lot too. appealing option to just yeah, be like, yeah. I'm never doing this again. I remember the first year I ever submitted for mod and I was like, I got my rejection email while I was like walking into UCB to see a show. And I remember like halfway through, like for at least the first half of the show, I'm like, this isn't funny. Uh, and it was, it was great. And I was like, I loved it by the end. And it's like, so it's easy to, and I was like, just don't do this anymore. Don't come to UCB. Uh, it's easy to do that. And I understand why one would do that. But then again, I feel the same way. A lot of times uh, from the rejections or whatever, it's like, okay, well, are you going to buckle down and do another thing that you care about? Or are you going to try? Uh, and yeah, usually a lot of good comes from that because, uh, you know, there's, I don't know, there's just a lot of no's on almost any path, right? It's yeah. just like before the yes there was a the last no yeah. you know yeah. and there was probably a lot of them yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah i dig that i respect it um all right man well oh last one real quick coaching uh side coaching yay or nay oh that's interesting um i am trying to find a way to do it more effectively yeah. i do it very minimally uh because often i will i don't want to make the scene, my scene. Yeah. And sometimes I get impatient. I think I did this the other day. I was like, do this. And they were like, we're getting there. And I was like, yeah. all right, <laughs> okay, uh, you got it. Uh, oh, and that's man. like, I want the, uh, I want the team to like succeed on. I want to help them become the team. Like I should yeah. be working myself out of a job. Like right. when you're great, there's no need for there's, me. Yeah. Uh, and that, so but I have been trying to do it a little bit because I had because I don't do it. And I was like and I had read something about somebody else recommending it, like mm-hmm. fix it in the moment, help them do it in the moment. Right. So now I'm trying to like balance it a little bit and try a couple things. Yeah. Um, it's a tricky thing to get yeah. quite right. Mm-hmm. I sort of uh, this, this actually kind of goes back to what you're saying. I like giving um, uh uh, weirdly as it goes counter to a lot of things I say, I actually like giving uh, teams I coach a chance to be off the hook for mm-hmm. notes. Uh, and so like definitely warm up scenes. I'm like, I'm going to say some things on this, but like it doesn't count because these are warm up scenes. Like you probably just aren't ready yet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or like sometimes we'll be like, this is a note. It's a totally unfair note because there's no way you could make that decision in the moment. That's impossible. Right. Uh, and, but I kind of do like side coaching because sometimes if it doesn't go quite right or it doesn't quite work, I can always be like, well, that was clearly my fault. Yeah. Uh, here's what I think maybe would have helped, but you guys probably had it and I fucked it up. Yeah. Uh, I'd much rather have them feel like I failed them than that they failed in a way yeah because that's hard that sucks and you're just like man i was never that wasn't even close to a funny thing yeah yeah that's a nightmare uh okay last bit classic segment on the show the pearls of wisdom segment okay note or piece of advice that you got in your improv career that stood out that was helpful yeah maybe something you still think about okay i like to get real quiet when this (laughs) this segment of the show comes and um really find something important don't give me a half-ass thing, okay? <laughs> Don't just throw out like, no, you know, just get give gifts. I think that's bullshit. <laughs> uh, yeah, none of that. Um, okay, so here's uh, here's one. Here's my own that leads to the other one. Okay, my own is take take notes in improv. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started. And I started too late. 
And I was naive to think that these great instructors would be around forever. And they don't. Mm. They, we are so lucky to have some of the instructors we still have. Mm -hmm. We are, uh, (laughs) that Fernie does it because he likes to do it is a gift to everyone. Uh, yeah. And, Talk, yeah, talk about a resource that sounds it has to run out soon. Yeah, yeah. It's like I didn't I took like a handful of notes from a Chad Carter class. Mm-hmm. I didn't take any from a Seth Morris or a Jackie Clark. And yeah. it's like, what wisdom did they give me that was just like, yeah, I got it. Uh, <laughs> and then I applied it once in a practice. Uh, so take notes. Uh, I like it. it. Yeah. Oh, OK. Um, <laughs> and. I, so I have a little book that I often refer back to, uh, to like of those notes that I got. And I think like, um, the big one that I've kind of been leaning on for myself. And I think it came from a Chad Carter class a long time ago, uh, was like, decide how you feel and let your lines come from that. Mm -hmm. Like don't, and I try and always frame notes in a positive, like, here's what you can do, not what you can't do. Right. But it's like, don't aim for jokes, aim for point of view and let your lines come from that. Uh, That's real smart. Yeah. I think like that has been, was very helpful to me early on. And I've been revisiting it of like, yeah, if I know how my character feels and that came from coaching of observing and giving that note a lot. And then, Take it like yeah. you retain 90% of what you teach and only right. 10% of what you learn. So, like, it was like, oh, yeah, if I just step out there and I decide how my character feels, a lot of the work is done. Uh, and there's a Fernie note of like an ounce of realism will make all the funny stuff like pop that much more. Yeah. So, I think those are it. Uh, I mean, in a way that, that, that Chad Carter thing of just deciding how you feel and then worry about that as opposed to jokes, that makes so much sense. And that's a, like, it's sort of a hard thing though to internalize because you want it to be funny Mm -hmm. and you're like, but like just a point of view, isn't going to be enough, is it? And it's like, well, in a way that's basically game. It's like. Usually it's just like an unusual point of view, hopefully a reason why they do that. And then somebody reacting to that. That's about it. Once you kind of lock in that point of view, it doesn't really like, it kind of doesn't matter what comes in or out. Uh, It'll all, as long as you're filtering it the right way, it'll be great. Yeah. We did a gumdrop practice and we, the focus was everybody was supposed to give us, give and receive a specific gift. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was like, and we were in a sauna and I put hot water on the stones and my gift was like, Roy likes it hot. And I was like, I like it hot. I was like, in my mind, I was so like, well, how, how am I going to play that? Like the other ones was like a woman who was like eight months pregnant, not sure if she was going to go through with it. Uh, (laughs) A guy who had a small penis and was very confident about it. Yeah. Uh, A woman who would never take her clothes off, like very intricate, elaborate fun. Right. And I liked it hot, Uh, (laughs) but it was a pretty flower and they took it 
and did a series of tag outs yeah. of just like, what do you think of this chili cook-off? And all I had to do was go, not hot enough. <laughs> and it was like, well, here we are at the equator. And it was like, does someone have a sweater? Uh, and then they like... <laughs> They made it so easy for me. Yeah. And that's a testament to that team of they took Roy likes it hot. <laughs> and I my point of view was I like it hot. And we just had this incredible run where I, all I had to do was be like hotter. <laughs> like it was like uh, <laughs> not a joke in there. Really, yeah. it was all on them of just like borderline, like unfair how small it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it but, was like, don't ever dismiss a small thing like that. Like. That's yeah. And know that you're on a great team and they'll help you out. That that's um yeah, I very much it's hard to understand that. And I think like you don't until you really see it a lot and appreciate it. It's like, oh yeah, it doesn't have to be like uh confident about this because of that. What like it's like sometimes it's small game, even if it's so <laughs> minuscule, it barely counts as a thing. If it strikes you as at all funny, you could probably play yeah, it. Yeah, stack you those just blocks, treat it like right? it's right. Yeah, stack yeah. those blocks. Cool. Uh Jake, that's great. Um all right, well, is there anything that you want to um uh plug or share with the listening audience? Um well the meat improv mm-hmm. uh on uh, Boardwalk Audio. Yep, you can find it on iTunes and uh, BoardwalkAudio.com forward slash the meat. Uh, yeah, if you start at episode one and listen, you, you will slowly watch a man with no confidence build a little bit of confidence as he plays. <laughs> sorry, uh, yeah, sorry, Josh. <laughs> yeah, Josh. Uh, yeah. Um, so please check that out. Uh, if you want to just really, hear me giggle into a microphone, it's for, a it's such a great show. I, I you know I'm I'm helping you guys out there with yes, that a little thank bit. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, no big deal. My thing's uh, very small, but I, um, uh, but like, I, I was like, oh, these guys are funny. They're going to do great. That the first episode and every episode since I've been so drawn into it. Like I'm kind of amazed every time uh, we, Jake, uh, Jake tells a story when he broke his back, mm-hmm. which is uh, the most like interesting story I've ever heard and like uh, funny and fucked up, but just deeply fascinating. And then all of them have had that like so far. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely something worth checking out if you like improv yeah. or I mean, fuck, like even just like good storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Please check that out. And then uh, we're gross this is the third Thursday of every month mm-hmm. at UCB Franklin at 930. Uh, and you can probably get to know more about me than you'd want to at that show. Yeah. Uh, we are also unbelievably fortunate with the amount of talent that goes into that show. And Gilly Nassim is a true comic. She's just like, she is such a fearless leader. Uh, it is. I'm always in awe even just to be a part of that show. Yeah. Uh, great. So ch- check those things out. Um, and Jake, thanks so much for being on the show. Oh man. my God, Steven, thank you for having me. This is a tiny dream come true. <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for sticking with me on this one. Again, I can't believe I screwed this up. Uh, if you have time, go ahead and uh, tell Jake on Twitter or whatever. Just find him. Tell him, hey, Jake Jabour, you did a great job. And I can't believe Steven screwed that one up because I really did. Now, uh, other business. Go ahead and leave a five star review on iTunes if you have the, if you have the chance. Uh, you can reach out to me for improv coaching if you need something like that. But after this conversation, if I remember correctly, 
I think Jake comes out smelling like a bouquet of roses. He's a great improv coach, and everybody who I've coached who's had him as a coach too goes, Jake Jabour is really great. So maybe you need to check Jake Jabour out. And as a little bonus clip, what I'm going to do... Wait, no, one more thing. I also started a new podcast called I Love You and I Like You, a Parks and Recreation podcast. Started with my fiance. It's a podcast where we talk about Parks and Recreation. First episode, Ian Roberts. All you improv nerds out there will love it. Uh, third episode, Will Hines. Second... No, Fourth episode, Will Hines. Second episode, Ben Seaman. Uh, third episode, Allison Becker. A lot of great comedians on it. A lot more great comedians coming. You want to check it out. I love you and I like you. A Parks and Recreation podcast. It's in iTunes. Check it out. Or you can find it at boardwalkaudio.com forward slash love you podcast. Now, what I'm going to go ahead and do is introduce you guys to the Meet Improv. The Meet Improv is, like I said, at the beginning of the show, a weekly podcast where Josh Simpson and Jake Jabour bring on great improvisers to tell meaty stories about their lives, and they do improv comedy based on these stories. I'm going to play a little bit of a clip from a recent episode featuring Ian Roberts, Heather Ann Campbell, Josh Simpson, and Jake Jabour doing improv live for a podcast in front of an audience, a, a sold-out audience at the UCB Sunset Theater. I got to watch most of this show, and they're really great. I, I'm so impressed by those guys, uh, every single one of them. And Josh Simpson and Jake Jabour are just such incredible improvisers. They can hang all the way. Uh, so check it out. Now, here's a little clip, like I said, from the Meet Improv. If you haven't subscribed to that, go ahead and check it out now. Uh, and until the next episode, like I said, I made a big mistake. I screwed this all up. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Okay. I kind of lost my train of thought there. Anyway, happy improvising, guys. Bye. Improv! All right. Uh, okay, there's a man outside. Uh, he's got a gun. Uh, let's just, uh, let's just remain calm. All right? Okay. Let's turn on the NBA Finals. Just enjoy ourselves. Wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. What? Call the cops? Well, he'll, things will calm down. You, didn't you ever hear that thing after, I don't want to bring this up again, but 9-11, where they were like, uh, oh God, if you, you change your plans, the terrorists win. What? What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Who, no. On 9-11, I had a physics teacher, and he was, uh, we, were, we were, it was, 9-11 uh, was happening, and he was like, we're going on with the lesson, otherwise the terrorists win. We're not watching TV or talking what? about it. Professor, that's all that that wasn't a government great... mandate. Mm, he we wrote me a record. And by the way, I don't think this guy with a gun is trying to disrupt our normal American lives. He just wants to kill somebody. So I Okay. Just just call the cops. What? Am I the only one with a phone here? Fuck. I don't get a signal in your You know what happened. You came running in like a maniac saying there's a guy with a gun. Tell okay. him what happened. I can't give the information. <sighs> okay. I'll see if I can get a hold of him. What is your can you turn on your TV? How do you uh Wait, Wait, what? What? what are you doing? Why are you? Let's watch the finals. You push all power on. Power on. There I'll you. watch the finals. You put concentrate ESPN on, on Directv. You have Directv? Uh, no, I don't. I think it's two oh six. But we. All right, I'm calling the cops. <laughs> Probably. And I'm gonna hand the phone to you. How many numbers did you just? <laughs> I'm calling the direct cop, cop number. You? Oh, it's so like a business card. Yeah. Just put it up. I know a detective. Hello. Hello, Detective Freeman. Oh, hey, how's it going? Shh, 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 shh. They're interviewing I LeBron. Got a, I got to whisper. My <laughs> maniac friend is obsessed with the finals. Um, okay, are you okay? Well, no, I'm okay. Oh, no, no, he, he's a maniac, but not that kind of maniac. I'm calling about, there's a guy with a gun outside. Oh, okay. The apartment where we're watching the game. Okay, and w what's the emergency? 
What do you do? You have the TV on? Yeah. And the the game is going. Why are you? Yeah. Well, I had a history teacher in seventh grade, <laughs> and he said, "You know, our educators are ruining <laughs> people's natural responses to danger." He said, "Those who don't study history are failed to repeat it." Um, Wait, and- I think you mis- you misquoted that man. <laughs> I think doomed to repeat it, maybe? Doomed to repeat it, possibly. Possibly. Um, is it hot in here? Shit. So, <laughs> is it too hey, hot you know in what? There? This is crazy. You've got to get somebody here. Okay. Uh, well, um, what snacks are you missing? <laughs> the emergency does not have to do with the NBA Finals. Tell him to get, did he ask about snacks? <laughs> How would you know that? Yes. <laughs> well, because I can tell, because that's the next obvious question he should ask. It's not the last... Gardettos. Do you know what Gardettos are? I don't, but he wants Gardettos. I do know what Gardettos are. Of course you do. You two are like twins. <laughs> what is a Gardettos? Oh my god, well, you're gonna, your mind's going to be blown when they get here. They don't know what Gardettos are? Uh, I'll send an extra squad car. <laughs> All right. I'm looking are they at, on their way? I don't think so. <laughs> they better be, because I need a salty snack mix. But if they are, they're basically delivering snack foods. All right, well, I'm going to... It is hot. I'm going to look out the... Uh, looking out the window. Okay. So it looks like the maniac out here has now lit the building, the base of the building on fire with okay, gasoline. I'm going. Goodbye. <laughs> don't! What do you mean, don't? Of course I'm going. Come on, everyone. Let's go. Get out of here. The apartment building is on fire. Yeah, it's okay, though. I, it, we're, we're second floor, baby. We're going to be all right. <laughs> second floor? We... Fireworks. Fire heats above. We're going to burn alive. Uh, you know who else is going to burn it up tonight is... LeBron Fire department um, Please stand back from the door We're going to need an axe to break it down No you won't, uh, we can open the door From look the other side I don't think we're going to get the lazy boy in that door <laughs> If we don't break it down What well, you <laughs> Hi Hi Why did you bring a lazy boy? Because um, the, otherwise the terrorists will win <laughs> the name of your teacher? Uh, Mr. Patterson. Is it the same teacher? Yeah, that was my physics teacher. Patterson. Patterson, yeah. Yeah. You had, you went to, you went to MLHS? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, what, what class? Uh, I was in O2. O2? Yeah. Uh, what about Guys, 9-11? Guys, we, we are burning in a building that has a man with a gun outside it. I'm going to go outside and risk, because fire is a guaranteed death. Gun, yeah. I might be able to dodge. I'm with you. I'm, I'm leaving. Ah, later, uh, guys. All right, fine. Okay. See you later. <clears throat> what's, a, what's up with that lazy boy? Well, if you want to help me get it in through the... I think if we turn it on its side, we can probably uh, squeeze it around the corner. These ah. men are standing inches apart from each other, but the smoke is so thick I can't see. <laughs> all right, well, I think it's worth a shot. <laughs> okay. Uh, you grab a, You got that end? Yeah, I'll get... Well, we have to go out and get it, right? Yeah. Did you get it up the stairs by yourself? Of course I did. That's remarkable. Mr. Patterson said, if you can't pull a chair upstairs... Excuse me, fellas. I'm in the apartment next door. Could you help me? I need to tent my TV. It's getting really smoky. I'm having a hard time seeing seeing the game. Yeah, I'm happy to help. Tent it? Yeah. Is that... I don't know what that is, but I'm happy to help. You put a tent over it so the smoke can't get to it. Oh, got it. Yeah, of course. (laughs)
Didn't I tell you that would be great? It is great. Go ahead and check it out. Subscribe in iTunes. The Meet Improv with Josh Simpson and Jake Jabour, or you can find it online, boardwalkaudio.com forward slash The Meet. All right, now for real. Goodbye. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now. Hey, everybody. Do you like getting stoned and watching a movie? Or just watching a movie? Well, then check out our podcast, I Am Weed, where we... And a guest. ...go to the movies and discuss it after. A movie review podcast with a little token twist, get it? Oh, boy. But hey, you don't have to smoke weed to enjoy this podcast. Uh, you should enjoy watching movies, though. Subscribe to I Am Weed on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app.